Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Tangential Space Podcast. I'm Matt Fowler. Hi, Mike Girl. I'm Dave Vandergriff. And I'm Dave Iverson. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about our favorite video games. And unlike our previous two episodes, uh, we're going to be switching up the format a little bit rather than um, having just specifically games that we're talking about. We're going to break it up a little bit. We're going to talk about consoles, games, genres, and even touch on to a new area of mobile gaming uh, that's become huge recently. Um, and so to kind of kick our conversation off, we're going to start big and we're just going to go with consoles. So here looking at um, what systems, you know, really have kind of affected us most, which ones have we spent the most time with or been most influential with us in video gaming. And I'll get started and I'm going to go with the original Xbox, which just for me came out at kind of a perfect time. Um, right at the start of my college career with the Xbox, you had Halo, you had the ability to play, you know, 16 person multiplayer, which, you know, took all the fun you had from the N64 and Bond and just, you know, blew it up even further. Um, and that was just kind of the, one of the first systems that I truly felt was mine, you know, I had the Nintendo growing up that we shared as a family, and I had a lot of great games that I played on that one with the NES. You know, we had a Sega Genesis, which I enjoyed as well. Played PlayStation, Super Nintendo, N64, but that Xbox, you know, just for whatever reason, just it clicked perfectly. Um, spent a lot of time with the Madden games on it all the different halos and you know it was it was a nice party system that you could get a bunch of people playing together having a good time and it had a solid lineup of games the uh original splinter cell was a big one um so yeah that was that for me is my my favorite console of all time i kind of wish i still had mine cuz i would probably plug it in and play some of those games again but sadly, I have sold them off to move on to new systems. And you kind of look back a little nostalgically and sad. Was the 360 backwards compatible to the Xbox? I do not I remember. Don't think so. I don't. There were certain games that were, because the original Halo and Halo 2 both did play on both systems. I think it was most everything except for EA Sports was backwards. I don't even I don't think it was everything. I think it was a very limited specific number of games. Yeah, I I had some overlap with my 360 and my original Xbox because there were a couple games that I were still playing through when I got my 360 and then um otherwise I would have just switched them over to that. Yeah. But there was some backwards compatibility. Yeah, that's what it says when I Googled it. Um, the only game I really remember playing on the Xbox... Like, I do agree that the Xbox was, like, a, a big deal. Cause, but all I remember playing on it is Halo, really. I think I had Fable. Fable, did that come out for that, you think? Or was that yep. 360? Yep. Maybe. There's probably a few games I played, but I just mostly played a lot of, a lot of Halo. 
I think it was at what was it like the first two Fable games? For sure, the first one. I could see the second one having been 360, but I am not certain on that. Yeah, no, I I, I was a big fan of those games. Yeah, I I, I found myself. Uh, I I have fantastic memories of my my freshman year, uh, playing Halo with everyone on my floor, um, and we're just I mean playing to late night yelling at each other through each like through the dorm halls just telling each other that they that we suck and ah uh, that was it was a very good time yep yeah fable 2 came out on the 360 um yeah i wasn't in college at the time but uh we just brought our tvs and our consoles to each other's houses and then played together that way all night long every night it seemed Yes, I have the same same college memories, and it was the best because it was, I think, right after my, my freshman year that they sort of wised up that we were all um, sort of creating a network by plugging into the Ethernet to play like that, and they made you <laughs> register your consoles shortly after I got through. So um, we'll call it the good old days because anyone could just plug into the to the network and just start to, start to create a... I don't know. Mike would probably know the official term for it, but sort of a localized network without having to connect uh, console to console. Yeah, the just using the net, using the network as a LAN to host parties. Yeah, that's that's the that's what I said. LAN parties, yeah. <laughs> LAN. LAN parties, yeah. No, I like e- even to this day, uh, the some of the people from my uh, freshman floor. Uh, when they're all in town, they get together uh, and play the original Halo. Not not even off of, like, uh, the, you know, Xbox Ones or anything like the throwbacks. to No, like, they, like, a, a couple of the guys still have their Xboxes and all of their controllers and just Halo 1. And we just get together and play that well the other thing i loved about halo was it wasn't even just the you know online you know battle royale type games but even just playing the split screen co-op through the um the game storyline i ended up doing multiple times with friends you know it was it was a game you could experience in different ways um and both ways worked really well. Like I, I've played some games where the storyline sucks, but the multiplayer's great. Or other times where the, the multiplayer's crap, but I spent all my time with the, the storyline. That was one that had both. And that really allowed that game to have a very good shelf life. You don't, you don't stop playing it, you just keep pulling it out. And I found Halo 2 that way as well. But yeah, it, it it was a system that to me had a lot of solid games. There was a great um, Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay video game. Um, I don't know if any of you guys played that one. I did. But that was a fun game. That that was that was the one where you could like you had the like the power of his like gl- like scene in the dark. 
Yep. Right? So, yep. Oh, that, yeah, that was awesome. It was one of those rare, like, games based on a movie that didn't suck. That was just... <laughs> you know, because they have a history of being terrible. Yeah, they but do. But that one there was really well done. Again, I mentioned earlier, the Splinter Cell games. Um, to me, like, that point in time was kind of the pinnacle of the Madden games, like, the, at their height. Um, you know, because as, as the systems have improved and gotten more advanced, I've just found a lot of the sporting games have gotten too complex. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas if you go backwards, they were too simple. Kind of Xbox, PlayStation 2 period to me is when they were, you know, just that right amount of both. You know, they're easy enough you can pick up and play, but they're, you know, complex enough not to make it too dumbed down. Um, And I wasted a lot of time on, I think it was Madden 2003 and probably the uh, NCAA football game from that same year as well. But we can keep it moving along. And uh, Iverson, what would be your top console of all time? Um, uh, you know, I I thought about this long and hard, uh, for a couple minutes. Um, and I'm gonna have to say, uh, the, the top, uh, the top system is one that I I again I wish I had, I wish I still had. I just don't for some reason. Uh, it would be the Wii. Um. Which it which sounds weird because I I I feel like because I I would kind of consider myself a gamer a little bit because I really enjoy video games like I really enjoy video games but I just there there's something I just really prefer about the Wii which is like it just it it was you mentioned that the Xbox was a really good party game or like a party system but I feel like the the Wii was way more of a party system. Oh, certainly. I would not uh, argue that at all. Yeah, I mean that was I I feel I that was like why it was practically built. Um I mean you you have games like Mario Kart, Mario Party. Matt, will you play Mario Party with me again? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> Never again. Okay. But, I'm also you know in what? that bandwagon. <laughs> okay. Okay. Rigged. Regardless, regardless. Um, Not a party at all. You know what, <laughs> guys? It's your it's your fault. It's called Mario Party. Okay. So you got to pick Mario. No, he, I think if you look at the fine print, it's called Mario. Game is rigged against us. <laughs> against anybody else okay that's fair um but still you guys came over and we were having a party when i played with you and you'll no longer play with me you but... might have been having a party <laughs> okay um no there were just so many other like good party games even like it com- it comes with party games like it came with and and like up to that point you hadn't really had like a major console like do the whole motion thing like like the way the way they did with their with the nunchucks and everything and like it came with we we sport so you got like the bowling and the archery and yeah it was all base you know kind of simple and everything but it was fun and it was fun to do that kind of stuff with your friends uh like you know one at a time playing bowling handing it off um, and I mean, they also had some really good games. 
Um, one one of my favorite one of my favorite games uh, are are the uh, the Mario Galaxy games. Uh, did you guys ever play those? I played the first one a bit. Okay, because Mario Galaxy Two was amazing. It was so good. Not to mention, it's one it's one of the few games I could actually get uh, my wife to play with me on. Because uh, she's she's not so much of a gamer, and uh, I kind of take over because I'm pretty good. And but the thing is, like, when one person is running around, jumping, doing all this kind of stuff in that game, the other person just has a cursor and can stop enemies or pick up coins and stuff. And it, it was it was really cool, and it had like a really good idea to it. And just I think one of the reasons I love the Wii so much is because it had that. That capability that you don't have with the other game, like the other systems, like you, where you actually had to like get up and move, like it actually had like the Wii Fit. You don't have, I mean, you do now, but like you couldn't really have like a PlayStation Fit because you just have this little controller, and it just, I mean, it, it's di- it's different now. But what I'm saying is that like it. It just you were actually like doing stuff, and it it just seemed more out of the box because PlayStation, in in my mind, PlayStation and Sony, yep, same thing. Um, PlayStation, all both and of them. I, yep, shut up. Um, like going X- for Xbox? Xbox and PlayStation. Yes, thank you. There were there were like there was a lot of like crossover games, and it was all kind of the same. Like they were. Different games, but they weren't really. Like, right now, a big popular game style is first-person shooter, and that's fine. But, like, there's no really... Like, if if you're not someone who is really deep into first-person shooters, you don't know the difference, and you don't care about the difference at all between, like, the difference between Call of Duty and... Battlefront or anything like that, and it's but like if you, but like the Wii games are so different because they like, it just everything is just built around just being different and unique and outside of the box, and I just, I really appreciated that about the Wii, and uh, I do have a PlayStation now, and I enjoy it, but I do kind of wish I had a Wii. Yeah, I'm very happy. I still have my Wii. You know, yeah, it's something we'll we'll pull out from time to time when we have like the nieces and nephews over, um, and you can pull out the Wii Sports and everyone's happy because you can take your turns, everyone's involved, everyone's having fun. Yeah, it it was a great system. Like I'll, I'll sit down with with my son who who just turned five this week, and he like he wants to play car soccer, which is Rocket League, and he also he also wants to play Skylanders, but the thing is, he he's five. He can't he can't do difficult jumping sequences. He doesn't know how to, uh, I don't know, follow the ball in Rocket League, you know. But it's like if if I could give my son, you know, the the nunchucks and just say like, okay, hold down this button now, throw the ball like you would an actual bowling ball, you know, or something like that, I think he'd get it a little bit more, and he'd have a little bit more fun, but... Anyway. 
Yeah, so a few things. Uh, one, that'll progress rapidly because Owen's seven and he can play first-person shooters now. Um, two, I do have... <laughs> I, I hope do so. Have, I hope so. I have two Wiis. If you want one, I don't use either of them. Um, and then also, you can definitely see how much the motion impacted the whole genre, the whole market of gaming because both Xbox and PlayStation then went out and copied them. You had the Xbox Connect, which was their attempt, and... I mean, with PlayStation, they had basically a similar controller just with a glowing ball at the end as the Wii for a long time until Xbox is basically killing the Kinect now. But uh, PlayStation is taking that and taking it to their VR system now where they're using the motion they developed there and pushing it further. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for the PlayStation, it was the PlayStation Move. It was a combination of the two because you had the camera like the Connect mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah, the, the, the controllers. Yeah. Dave, what was the game that you had for Wii um, that involved the, I think there were carrots and juicing or something involved? Uh, that one was uh, the rabbits, Raymond uh, Raving Rabbits. Yes. Uh, another fantastic party game. A little um, awkward. Yeah. But awesome all the same. I mean, uh, okay, go, going back to Mario Party, how how fun is it when your characters have to uh, shake their sodas as hard <laughs> and as vigorously as they can to see who can have their sodas explode higher? Um, that's yeah, that's that's a that's a just a fun game that I I have I have yet to see a whole lot of females win. Um, <laughs> But I mean, they they've had some great games. Uh, oh, I didn't even mention this. Just real quick, another one uh, that I really loved was the Mario uh, Mario Brothers, like the actual like side yep. scrolling Super can, Mario Brothers Wii. Yes, where you could yep. play, where you could play with uh, other players and pick them up and throw them. <laughs> well, I was just at Walmart the other day, and they still sell that game for thirty dollars. You know, this is like three systems back now for Nintendo. And that game is still available, being sold brand new, you know, at a kind of medium retail price. Yeah. You know, you'd figure a game that came out for the original Wii at this point would probably be $20 or less. Yeah. Unless it was something that was hard to find. But no, you can still buy that game brand new and they're, you know, able to charge that much for it still a good sign of its quality and, you know, replayability that it's lasted this long. Absolutely. But uh, let's keep it moving and uh, head on over to Vandergriff and your favorite system. Yeah, so um, I would say my favorite system, I'll preface with with, uh, that I'm probably the least um, gamey of the four of us. Um, I encountered most of all my consoles sort of in a, uh, just sort of more of a casual function, uh, which is why I also, um, selected the Wii as my favorite. Um, just because I had, um, had and still have, um, most of the PlayStation consoles growing up. PlayStation was my first console. I, um, uh, didn't have any of the Nintendos or anything there. Um, graduated to a PS2 
and now have a PS4 here. Um, the original Xbox did make an appearance in my life as I uh, won it from collecting Mountain Dew tops over a very aggressive summer of collecting. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't really too attached to it. I mean, it did have Halo, and I did have a couple of things that I got for it. Um, one of which, I think, um, from playing at your house, Dave, the one where you sort of had to jump and explode as many things as possible. Remember that? You were a car, and you had to go through a city and just really... Oh, burnout? Out. Yes, burnout. Uh, wait, was it... Was it? Yeah. It's got to be burnout. That yeah. was a great game, that too. That was it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of Halo. Uh, unfortunately, my Xbox was not sold. Um, but my freshman year roommate played it into oblivion, talking to his girlfriend until it uh, overheated and bit the dust, and I never went back to the Xbox. Um, as sort of said, it was an anomaly towards my uh, standard game-buying collections. Um, but the Wii for me, too, um, I had a couple of roommates who waited for a couple of days um, to purchase one uh, when they came out, so we had them in our... Uh, in our dorm and sort of had a lot of the same sort of party functions. But for me, it was nice because it was something I could engage with. And um, I played a lot of NBA Jam on it, which was a throwback game. It was very fun with the Wii. Um, I actually like to play a lot of, uh, there was a Tiger Woods golf um, that I got because it had the Hazeltine golf course in it for the first time, which is the golf course right by my house. Um, so it was fun to play that without having to actually pay or go there or be good at golf. Um, but I like sort of going through that motion of like, it's kind of fun, like a fun way to attach it. It also had a very, very crappy disc golf mode attached to it. And I was very big into disc golf at that time. Um, still am, but, uh, most of my golf buddies are sitting in opposite States currently in this podcast. Um, but yeah, just had a lot of, you've never played with me. Ooh. All right. Uh, <laughs> And um, did a lot of things that just I hadn't normally played in the the past on that one. Um, just recently, the last thing that I sort of touched was the reinvented GoldenEye. So I was playing a quote first person shooter out of it. So that was kind of fun to to engage with that. But the Wii was just something that really fit my style of just sort of like not a large investment could sort of pick up and. Um, play something for not a really large amount of time, um, get a little game fix in, and then sort of wander away from it. So um, sort of more of the the ideal for that since I have uh, less of the, the full-scale gaming. So that's that's my little console history. But the Wii certainly is probably the most consistent through my uh, free time years. All right, and finally, Mike. Yeah, so... I don't know. There'll probably be a theme throughout all my choices for these options, but part of me still wants to pick the Switch already, even though that just came out, and I've really only played one game on it, so in reality, it's just a Zelda machine. Um, So I won't pick that, although it's pretty awesome. Um, but I think really my favorite console and I think one of the most impactful is the Nintendo 64. Uh, it 
just moved so many things forward. Um, you know, brought Mario came came with Mario sixty four, I believe, um, which was an amazing what a great game. game. And I well, so when I got Owen into gaming, I made him start with a regular NES, but we did spend a lot of time with the sixty four as well and playing Mario sixty four again. And it still, I mean, graphics don't necessarily hold up, but the gameplay is still really great. Um, and then just also like 007, uh, GoldenEye being on the 64, like I think pushed, really pushed first person shooters again back into mainstream. Uh, they seemed to had, I think they'd kind of fallen into their home on PCs for a while until then, but uh, with that, and I think Perfect Dark was played a lot, and there's a few others on the 64, but that really pushed it forward, and then one of my favorite games of all time is Ocarina of Time, the Zelda game that was on 64 and also brought Zelda into 3D, which is also amazing. And just the fact, like, they invented, like, the analog control, you know, where if you push your uh, joystick a little bit, they'll kind of, you know, kind of walk slowly. But if you push it forward, they'll run. Like, just having that sensitivity was first found there and... I don't know. I just think some of the best game. I mean, Mario 64 was amazing. It was just uh, Shadows of the Empire. I mean, what a great game that was. And then then they had their expansion pack, which was weird. And, and they kind of held out on cartridges longer than maybe they should have. But because obviously the PlayStation 2 was their competitor and sold crazy amounts and sold really well. But I think a lot of things started with Nintendo and... I think a lot of it came on the 64 and that it's pretty awesome. Do you guys play the 64 ever? Oh yeah. And I, it kind of going into the Wii too, like the fact that it had the four ports for the controllers. So you could get that four, you know, four friends sitting around in the same room playing together was tons of fun, especially with games like golden eye. Um, we played a lot of the star Fox 64, um, all together. Um, at that point, I was big into wrestling, so we did a lot Ooh. of uh, WCW versus the NWO. Nice, you know. And so again, just that that opportunity to have, you know, a group of friends where you're not having to pass the controllers around as much. You could have a lot more interaction together while playing at the same time. So it it made video gaming's more social within you know, get-togethers with friends. That I think was pretty incredible for that system, too. Pretty awesome. Yeah, and I, I think that helped, like, with the like with GoldenEye and getting people together, too. I think that was a huge reason that, you know, it paved the way for something like Halo to work so well as a out, outsourced network as opposed to being on the same machine. But, I mean, even the Xbox, I believe, did have four ports for controllers, too, after that. Yes, it did. Yep. So... Yeah, I, I, I think the 64 was one of the most important systems, but I think you could probably make that chronologically for every Nintendo system. So 64 is my favorite, though. All right. Now we're going to change up the conversation a little bit. We're going to go into our favorite game or series. Um, and so for me, um, kind of went back and forth a little bit. At first, I was thinking it was going to be Halo, uh, but I switched it over to the Uncharted series. Um, I got you into one that. The, you did. I, I was I was an Xbox guy completely. Um, and then 
thanks to you bringing your PlayStation 3 over and introducing me to Uncharted and Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3, I was hooked. And then when it came time for you know, me to decide, do I go with the PlayStation 4? Do I go with the Xbox One? At that point, I was feeling burnt out on Halo. You know, to me, those games hadn't changed much. Yeah. From one to one, you know, so as each one came out, oh, great, I get to fight the Covenant again. <laughs> oh, and at some point, you know, it just became, it was like watching seasons of 24, where I was just like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. It was still, I still enjoyed it, but at the same time, I knew what was coming. There wasn't any surprise. There wasn't too much change for me. And I'm not a huge online gamer. And I was finding that with Halo, that was kind of like the big thing about it was, you know, everyone wanted to get online and play it. And the story to me was starting to to take a backseat to it. Meanwhile, the Uncharted games were basically playing through my favorite type of a movie. You know, that action-adventure, Indiana Jones-type game, or type movie, and here it was in a video game. Um, but, you know, it just had this great action element. The story always pulled me in with each each new chapter that came out. Um, they had, you know, these incredible set pieces that play out on your screen as you play them, like I'm watching a movie. And so for me, the, the Uncharted games, you know, it just hit home perfectly. And as each one's come out, I have been hooked and I play through it as quickly as I can, enjoying every moment of it. And there's not, and for me, as I've gotten older, I've moved away from gaming to a, you know, to a degree. So I don't have as much time for it. Those are games I find time for. I seek out ways to, you know, have a little bit of time to jump in and play. Like uh, you, you're talking, you were talking about how like it's like your favorite type of movie. How how fantastic is the beginning of the second Uncharted game when you're like when he wakes up and he's like in a train. And then it like zooms out, and you realize that the train is hanging over like the edge, and of then a you, cliff, yeah, and, and snow. then you, yeah, and then you have to like as and and you realize that he's been shot, or at least has something wrong with you know something in his stomach is bleeding. So as he's like jumping, uh, from seat to seat, like almost every one of them falls. So you have to like jump just a little bit quicker, and like yeah, it's so good. And and that's I mean in that game you end up playing that sequence twice even, because you know you play it then it goes back in time, and then you get back up to that point you kind of have to do it all over again, and it still works. It's still great. Yeah. Um, and they've just announced that they have a new game coming out this summer that won't focus on the main character, Nathan Drake, but instead will um, follow some side characters. And I see that. I'm like, Uncharted. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. Can't wait. Um, okay, kind of, kind of on the same, actually very, very similar topic. Have you played uh, the Tomb Raider games? I have played the, f- 
I did not play the old ones as much, but I did play I the may, most I mainly, recent. I mainly need, yeah, I mainly mean the more recent the, the new ones. ones. Yeah. yeah, I have not played the newest of them because that one came out for Xbox first and then PlayStation. I haven't had a chance to give it a try, yeah. um, but it is on my list to track down and check out at some point because that first one was awesome as well. There's something very satisfying about just going around and making sure not to use any guns, but instead just shoot people in the head with arrows. <laughs> but it's it's it seemed it seemed very like in a very good way. It was very Uncharted like, which and then Uncharted in many ways was people like, oh, that's kind of like a riff on the Tomb Raider games. So it kind of came full circle. Yeah. So, Dave, why don't you hit us with your favorite gamer series? Okay. Uh, well, I'll just get right into it. It's Portal. Uh, the Portal series. Um, I love those games so much. And if I could... I, I don't have them right now. I don't have a way to play them. Um, I Just because I haven't purchased it. But I, I'm in love with those games so much. Uh, I, I, I remember just, uh, the un, like, I, I remember going through each board and like feeling so good about myself and feeling so happy for having my companion cube and like, I I just felt so positive about everything and like how good it feels when you figure out like how to use like momentum to get across a big gap and correctly and and then and then like that that moment uh i don't care i'm not i mean i don't care if i spoil it for anyone but when you glados kind of like takes you down this this area and you start going into the fire and she's just like it's okay just stay stay on the platform You'll be fine. I stayed on the platform my first time. You die. And it just brings you back like 10 seconds earlier when you're riding the platform. And then she brings you around the corner into the fire. And then I was just like, what the heck? I did what she told me to do. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, I mean, uh, the first game, the first game was so much fun. And then uh, going into the second game, they just... Like it, they really did a fantastic job ramping up from one to two, because it was just I, I think the second one was just so much better. But I just I I I mean add, adding like the speed gel and the bouncy gel and everything, it just it turned it into like a completely different type of game. But it was it's the same type of game, and it was so good, and um. Well, then you even add in the multiplayer for that game. Yeah, exactly. Um, the I, I remember the the multiplayer game is so it's so hard because like you get to like points where you need like one person to do something, in order for you to go over there to get something, and then it's it's but yeah. To, the the thing I loved about it was it was not the typical multiplayer where it feels very competitive. Even if you're working together in most mm-hmm. multiplayers, it's like, I want to get the most points or, you know, I want to be the first one finished. You had to collaborate. You had to work together. There was no way 
you could accomplish the tasks by yourself. Yeah, and and I mean there there were tasks. I mean there were certain times when it's just like you you know you you could be a huge jerk and you know keep dropping your you know person off into the whatever the electrified sludge or whatever sludge yeah sludge or whatever and then they die but then they go right back to where you were and it's like nothing progressed it's like you could just keep doing that but to move on with the game at all you needed to like you needed to work together yep and it just there's also just so much humor in it yes the final uh, songs in both games are fantastic. Oh, so good. Actually, actually just repurchased Portal 2 uh, for my brothers-in-law to play um, because I believe Mike has my copy still. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't feel bad paying for it again at all either. I'm like, I will play this again. Yeah. It is, it, that is a great game. And the first one was so unique, too, in that it was like, it almost felt like a little side game on the orange box package. Yeah, because yeah, I, I that's purchased what it was. I purchased that to play Half-Life 2. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, I should give that a try. I think it was like an Easter Sunday. I was sitting there playing it before I went over to my aunt and uncle's and just got hooked. And like you were saying, it's one of those games where like you feel really satisfied when you figure something out. Yeah. And it just it forced you to think. I remember there was one where I was just completely stuck, and I probably spent two, three hours trying to get this puzzle done. And finally, I'm just, I'm just going to bed. I go to bed, go to work, and I'm sitting there, and suddenly, like, it, you know, it's still running in my head, and suddenly it's like, oh, I need to do this. And then I immediately go home, and it was just that simple. But there was that fun of like figuring it out yourself. It was uh-huh. a great, you know, puzzle, and everything had a solution. There was nothing where like, oh, you know, you 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 kind of would fall into an answer, but like you really just had to think about things, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's I mean there's kind of a I I've been asked the silly question before, which is. Um, if you could, you know, have your memory wiped and then play a game all over again for the first time, what would it be? My answer is definitely Portal. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of games out there that have, like, fun little twists and everything, but my answer would definitely be Portal because I just loved the feeling of going through there and, like, it's just, it's so rewarding in that game to move on to the next levels and everything. I think that works as an awesome tangent question. So, Mike, if you could have your memory wiped, what game would you go back and play again? That's really tough. Um, Would it be, like, all memory of video games ever, or just, like, memory of that game? Like, like so that you could play that game with fresh eyes again and the fun. So for me, I would probably have to go with the original Halo. Like I, I, I remember playing that game and having fun, and suddenly you get to that first board with the flood, and it's just like the crap hits the fan suddenly, and there's just this excitement about it, and you're, you know, like, kind of freaked out that you got these zombie creatures and these little, 
tiny ones that are trying to jump on you and make you into a zombie. And I just remember the joy of that section of gaming. And when you didn't know it was coming, how it affected you, it was just tons of fun. And then, you know, as you play the game again, you still have it, but not in that same way you had that first time. Yeah, I think for me it would probably be Ocarina of Time. That was a good game. And now I just kind of know where everything is, so I know what to do. But there's so much exploration and figuring it out. and Yeah, I think that's what I would pick. Vandergriff, do you have a game you would go back, or if you could have your mind wiped, that you would want to play again with fresh eyes? Have you Have you played enough video games? Not of that variety, I would say. <laughs> what? So, like, wipe your memory of all Madden games or something. Hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, let, let's let's go along with that spoiler then, Dave, and we'll let you get into your, you know, top gamer series. Yes, that that leads me into what I was going to talk about here. Um. It was pretty easy for me to select this because, uh, similar to why I like the Wii, um, the game series that I played growing up a lot was uh, um, the Madden games, um, the MLB, EA Sports games, and the Need for Speed franchise. And um, Madden was probably the the number one go-to because it was just that right time to go and play a game. and then move on and do homework or whatever else it was. Um, and probably that, I think I went back through like a mental recount of everything I had purchased, and Madden, I think, was the one that I had updated the most. I think with some of the baseball ones, it was harder to to get through a season, because, of course, being a purist, I would always choose the 162-game season for whatever reason. Um, and try and play through that. But Madden, you could go through multiple seasons, and uh, it was more like the roster updates and the new new features. As you know, similar as Matt touched on, they were in the process of still really figuring it out and growing and adding um, newer things, taking it from that sort of simplistic level to uh, making it challenging. So that was um, my go-to. Just very fun, fun to sort of. Um, craft that sort of um, pre-fantasy football before fantasy football became a thing of uh, redrafting current rosters or playing it with uh, um, the corresponding NCAA football franchise and then uploading your NCAA players that you've been worked on and um, bringing them into Madden. So that was probably my uh, my biggest at that point. Um, I finally, this past... Um, past year um finished uncharted one and that was my first like storyline game that i've been through uh beginning to way to go (laughs) um now i still have two and three to go through and a few others but um it did lead me to i've purchased um the last of us um i borrowed one of the fallout games so i've sort of like started to dabble with it but i still haven't quite um gone through enough um to go through um and it praying especially for my for my youth like a lot of times video games were more like experienced at a uh 
at a friend's house or or something else. So I guess if I had to like wipe my brain, it, I never actually had it, but I would say something like a, a Star Fox and actually get a chance to go at it fresh, like from a kid perspective instead of coming at it from like an adult. Um, or I would wipe my brain of a uh, Mario Party failures so that I might uh, <laughs> might I'd want have to go at it to, again. I'd have someone else to play with again. <laughs> of course, that might be short lived. It'd have to be something like a little like loop where I'd always be wiping my brain so that you. Because Iverson is not capable of playing that game and not being a dick at some point. Come on. (laughs) I didn't know we could use that language. Not Um, at some point. Beginning, middle, end. It's just like uh, start to finish. So I've never played Mario Kart with Dave, apparently, but I don't. Mario Party. Mario Mario Party. Party. Right. But is there a different (laughs) way to play? Isn't that the point of the game is to win? It, well, it, okay, it's okay, when he okay, rigs his game okay, so that okay. you always get the bad mini games, and he was always like, "Oh, these ones, I'm great okay. at these ones." For okay. me, it was no. It's and the fact it's like, that like you get one I'm in shot, last place. Shot of the star, and then he's like, "Oh, magically teleport to the star, perfect." Son of a bitch game. I don't know how he's rigging it. Isn't that just luck? It was. It was not <laughs> rigging. It was just okay. He okay. went out of his way. To make somebody who's already miserable playing that game because you're in last place, it's just sucking. Nothing's going well for you. And then he's like, you know what? Let me just take a dump on you as well and would do something so douchey. And you're just like, I'm done. I wash my hands of this game. I shall never touch it again. And I held to my guns. <laughs> but fortunes change rapidly. And then Dave's in that all game. like, hey. No. No, they don't. Not for you me. You can play <laughs> multiple times, and you will always be like fourth, eighth, sixth, whatever the last place is. You will be there if you're playing in Iverson. Place. No, I don't. How is that? Okay. No, I just mean consistent. You got to stay on Never top of the won. other people because fortunes change. So you got to make sure you're that much further ahead. I've tried so many strategies, and it, it doesn't does surprise not me, Mike, matter. that you would side with Iverson on this one. But <laughs> you don't know, man. You weren't there. Okay, okay, okay. What Vandegriff is saying is kind of way up is I am not cheating in any sort of way. I pick Mario, and I'm just good. Okay, I'm sorry. See, this is an no. example of what he's like during. I- no. I think the the real reason I can uh, sympathize with Dave is because I usually have the same people make those comments about me. So, <laughs> see, but you'd yeah, probably just I mean, sit there in the corner smirking, and we'd still just allow to be like we would be stewing, but it wouldn't be like spotlight shined upon, okay, shown, focused okay. upon. What I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say, is when when I beat you, Vandegrift. It's because I'm better than you. Now, um, when I beat Fowler that one time... Can I just uh, record the rest of my podcast now and not have to listen? <laughs> and then you just cut me in later? <laughs> when I beat Fowler, I was being... I, 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 yeah, I was being a complete dick. Yes. And I understand why he might want to say once or twice, Oh, let's not play this game. But... I I I think he's being a real big baby. The fact that Fowler won't play that game with me ever again. Well, I I'm okay now because you don't even own a Wii, 
And I'm pretty sure you sold that one off as well, so I'm, I'm safe. I'm pretty sure I'm going to ask Mike for one. I was going to say, did you not hear Mike <laughs> offer him one to both of his? And I have Mario Party. See? Mike, why Nuts. do you hate us? Why? <laughs> not even in the same state as him, and I'm still like fearful of this eventual situation. <laughs> I can't. Like, what? No, no. It's not that bad. Come on, guys. Hey, Mike, do you have a favorite game? Um, I do. <laughs> do you want to guess? Is it? Is it a series? Is is it Tetris? No. Is it? Is it Katamari Damacy? That's it. No. Um, it's funny because as Star Fox, as Fowler started this section, he said we we're going to change gears, and in my mind, I thought, really, I'm just going to keep talking about the same game. So, um, <laughs> my, my my favorite series is uh, the Legend of Zelda series. Um, I it's hard. I, I've always thought it's I can I don't think I could pick one like Ocarina of the Time, I think stands out because it was the first one I played. I mean I went back and played the ones that were older, but that was the one that I really first got me into it. And then I spent a lot of time on it, and I just it, it a big part of my childhood seems to center around me playing that game. And then as I got older, and I played a lot of I played a lot of Wind Waker as well on the GameCube, which I think is still a good console, even though it's highly underrated, but it didn't have a good time. Um, and they had some pretty good games. And then, like, Keep going. recently, <laughs> again, as I started Mado and go through all the systems, we played The Wind Waker together uh, on the GameCube, because I still... The problem is I still have all these systems. <laughs> um, so we played the, through The Wind Waker, and again, it was just a great game, and I've played through Ocarina Time again on... I have the, they have like the 3D version for 3DS, so I have that. And more recently, I'd never played Majora's Mask when it was originally on 64, but I recently went through that on the the 3DS as well, which is a really great game too. And then, of course, I played Twilight Princess, and I didn't finish Skyward Sword though. I still have it, but I haven't finished it. And then recently, I got Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD for the Wii U. And then I've been doing nothing lately but play Breath of the Wild, which really might be my favorite game of all time because it is just as amazing as everyone keeps saying it is. And I mean, it's funny because I saw a statistic just the other day that said they've actually sold more copies of that game for the Switch than they've sold Switches, which I find amusing. But um, most people, I think, right now will tell you the Switch is a Zelda machine, and if you guys have a chance to get one, I mean, I don't... It's a great game. I don't know, like... I've played a few open... I mean, like, Grand Theft Autos and other open-world games, but Breath of the Wild just really is that good. I mean, it's... The way they handled the fact that having a linear story while still allowing you to do whatever you want is great, and... I'm not going to get into that one right now. I did also think about putting Grand <laughs> Theft Auto as uh, my favorite series because ever since Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto 2, I think, was still top-down and a little bit weirder, although I did play that too. But I've spent plenty of hours, especially San Andreas, I think, was the one I put the most time uh, Or Vice City. That's tough. Those two really I spent a lot of time in for a while. It's basically, you know, go to work, come home, and play those. Um, but they're really good. Do you guys play a lot of the Grand Theft Auto series? I have. 
I played here or there. Mostly, I would wait for uh, the Motley Crue song, Kickstart My Heart, to come on. And then I would steal a vehicle and just drive around smashing into things until the cops arrested me. Well, and that's what's great. That's That's a standard demo. You could do that. Not even in a video game. Yeah, clearly. Um, Yes. What about Zelda? Have you guys ventured? I never played it that much. Have you guys ventured far into any of the Zelda games? I played all the way through the originals at Legend of Zelda, um, Link to the Past, and Ocarina of Time. But I have not touched any of the others. Uh, I kind of I, I kind of am on board with that. I, I remember I definitely remember playing Ocarina of Time, and loving it, and the ones before it. But I don't think I've played anything since then. No real reason, just haven't. <laughs> well, I mean, for one, they're huge time commitments, and up until Breath of the Wild, the first like few hours of them were sort of mind-numbingly tutorial, and that's one of the biggest hits on them, but they really made that a lot better in this game, which is another reason you should play it. But, uh, yeah, the Zelda games, I think, are by far my favorites. I think you guys all knew that coming into this, so... <laughs> Yeah. Now, speaking of your system graveyard or whatever you've got lying around in uh, some sort of back room or whatever, um, this conversation has just sparked random video game memories of going over to people's houses. Did you ever have a Dreamcast? I yeah, what I did. system they were, but that uh... I did have one, um, and then uh, I had a Josh was put that out a Sega. Okay. That was an amazing system as well. It that one mine mine uh, perished, but your little GameCube rant sort of sent me down the the Dreamcast, and I've just been sort of pondering that the last couple of minutes. You know, I I don't know enough about the exact time frame of why the Dreamcast died. Um, I would really probably think the PlayStation Two killed it, but there were a lot of great games for the Dreamcast, and it was a very powerful system. But I just it wasn't successful, and so they stopped producing them and became basically a software-only company. I think it was also an issue of timing. Like with Sega, they were putting out systems at kind of the wrong time. Yeah, that could very well be. You had the same thing happen with like the Sega CD, where either they were too early with the system and people were not ready to adopt something new, or they were too late and kind of behind the times a bit. Um, I still say that the best game on Dreamcast is Caution Seaman. <laughs> Look it up, people. It will haunt your nightmares. That was the weird guy that would like yell at you through your TV. The uh-huh. little fishy man. Yeah. It's it's remember- a it's a little goldfish with a man's face and yeah, you'd like help it grow up and yeah, it's it's messed up. I remember playing that at your house and being creeped out by it. I'm, I remember getting my parents to play it. That was weird. <laughs> All right. We'll try to go a little bit quicker here because we're getting a little long. But uh, what is your favorite video game genre? So, Mike, why don't we start with you? Um... <laughs> 
Well, I, I, Zelda. So yeah, I didn't. I, did, I didn't know how to classify it. I guess is Puzz- Switch a genre? P- the puzzle adventure, I guess. I, is that the genre? Yeah. It would be. I mean, I really do like puzzle games in general, but that and then I yeah, and then open world stuff. I like Grand Theft Auto, like I said, and I did have. I played a lot of Halo and GoldenEye, so for a while I was into first-person shooters, but I can't even remember the last one. Well, Owen plays a lot of Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare, so I guess sometimes he makes me play that. That's a first-person shooter, but nah. Otherwise, I've kind of fallen out of that category. Vandergriff? Um, no surprise here, based on what I've said, but uh, the sports genre, that's just where the bulk of my gaming has come from. The The Madden, the MLB... Most anything that EA has put out, I've tried it once or twice. Um, and the the racing, the Gran Turismo's, the Need for Speeds, the the non sort of uh, GTA type racing games um, were the bulk of my gaming and uh, what I know and love the best. And Iverson, um, I would have to say uh, action adventure puzzler, blah blah blah. Um, not I'm not I'm not a big first person shooter. Uh, even though I, I seem to be doing a lot of that right now, um, but I'm, I just I, I'm not a big first-person shooter. I I'm not a big fan of racing or sports or that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I find myself like uh, the games that I really like enjoy and cling on to um, are are more of the action adventure puzzle type games. Like as I said, Portal um, is is a big one. There's oh, there's several others that I can't um, think of the names right now. But um, I mean, even if they do have a gun in it, I'm totally cool. Like I'm uh, I'm also a big fan of uh, the Bioshock games, but that's I guess that is first person. Yeah, and for me, it's the first person shooters. Um, you know, going way back to. Games like the original Doom and Wolfenstein 3D, um, GoldenEye, the Halos, uh, recently Battlefield 4, I've played a lot of Battlefield Hardline, i played a lot of um, Wolf, the other games within the Wolfenstein series I've always enjoyed. Um, I've kind of been moving towards the action-adventure puzzlers, but... I would still say kind of at the top for me right now would be the first-person shooters, but mostly the storylines. I'm not a huge online gamer. I'm not willing to invest the amount of time to get good enough to be successful in those games. You know, when I play it online, I'm usually getting murdered by 12-year-olds who swear at me a lot. (laughs) So if I do go online, it's, you know, to play with friends... And like, oh, what vehicle can I hop in and run people over with? Yep, a good times. We've done that before. Well, let's see if we can launch this boat <laughs> into that <laughs> tank over there. That was a good time. Uh, yeah. uh, or the or the time that we spent like the entire time <laughs> trying to break the dam. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what battlefield? Uh, what what was four? Yeah, Battlefield Four. Yep. yep. <laughs> we spent like an entire round, and like the two of us both had rockets, and we just would sit there aiming at the dam until it like 
until it finally flooded the board. It was fantastic. Um, I'm I'm gonna do a very quick tangent, very quick tangent before we go too far. What what are you guys playing right now? I don't care so much about you, Mike, because uh, you're 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 great, but I know what you're playing. I think we all are fully aware of what you're playing right now. That seems fair. Like right now when everyone else is talking, or like right now in general? No, I mean, like, if... It, uh, what games are you, like, in the middle of playing? Not right now at this moment, but... He met me, I think. Yeah. Um, right now I am playing Lego Dimensions. And enjoying that quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'm just enjoying the kind of craziness of all the different worlds that you're traveling through. And I'm a Lego nut, so it kind of fits into that as well. When I can like, oh, let's pop Doctor Who in right now. And oh, what's that? Peter Venkman needs to hop in and help out. It's just, it's it's like all the other Lego games. It's just goofy, fun Nice and simple, um, but very entertaining. Great. Um, Mike, do you just want to say it? Breath of the Wild. Okay, good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm. I I find myself um spending a lot of time uh playing playing three different games. Which one of them will lead into our next category? Uh, one of them is um, a battlefield, uh, battlefield, yeah, battlefield uh, one. Um, I know I said I'm not a first-person shooter, guys, but apparently I play a lot of first-person shooters and I enjoy them. So I don't really know what genre I like. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. Just whatever is good and entertaining. Um, uh, I also uh. When when I have less time, I play Rocket League. Um, because yeah. I just yeah yay! I've done a lot of uh, I've I'm I'm really close to getting the medal, uh, some sort of medal, uh, two on two Vandegrift. So, you got to find some time to play. Hey, I'm um, I'm now a bronze two level two. So ooh, moving uh, on up <laughs> or. To quote their April Fool's joke, I am now a potato two level two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other the other thing uh, that I spend a lot of my time on is um, a mobile game on my phone, uh, which actually I, I think leads directly into our last category for this podcast. So you want Currently, to be the first one to go on Rocket sure. League and or trying to limp through The Walking Dead Season 1 when I remember that I'm still playing that. <laughs> to include me on this tangent because... I thought you were going to say sports or something. Yes, I've been playing actual outdoor sports and seeing the world outside my apartment. Booyah, nerd. suckers. <laughs> All right, now... We can make the transition into our final category of no. I still have more to mobile say. Mobile game. No, you're done. Quiet, <laughs> you. 
And so, Iverson, it sounded like you wanted to give us your favorite mobile game. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, the one the one that I'm playing right now uh, constantly is uh, Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes. Played that a bunch during this podcast. I've done it a bunch during uh, lots of dinners and lunches, and I play it all the time. Um, just whenever I can, I can't tell you how many times I have opened it up, done something, closed it, put it in my pocket. Waited about a minute and thought, wonder what's happening in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Taking it out, open it all the way back up, let it load, and I'm like, oh, that's right. Nothing, because I have to wait for it to <laughs> to do something. And then I put it right back in my pocket. It's it's The the way the game has been built is just, it's, it's such a, a good and fun game. And there is a, a good balance. I've played a couple mobile games where it's not really... It's not. It's not very even of uh the you know the people who like pay and you know pay for um premiums and people who like play nonstop and that kind of stuff. But th- this game has a really good balance between that. Uh, I find, and it's just it's so it's so nice playing. Uh, with characters that I mostly know, they're starting to get into some like uh, clone um, rebels characters, Star Wars rebels that I'm not uh, very sure on. Um, but they they update it frequently. Um, they've had like Rogue One specials and. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, largely very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Uh, boring conversation anyway. I think he, he cut himself off because he was playing Galaxy. Oh, silly Dave. Um, for me... Um, the, the mobile game I'm playing the most right now, I don't know if I would call it my favorite, but I do spend a lot of time on it, is Marvel Puzzle Quest. One still? One of those nice, simple, still, you know, one of those nice, simple Connect 3 um, tile games. I don't know. There's just something about it that I got to keep uh, building my collection of characters and upgrading them. And yeah, I've wasted... Or invested, depending on how you want to look at it. You know, so much time in that game, I'm struggling backing off. I don't know. And I still enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. And it's perfect for playing while you're taking a dump in the morning before your shower. Though sometimes it gets a little long. The dump or the game? Ah, the game. Where, like, suddenly then you're sitting there and your legs fall asleep. Probably too much information for everyone, but... It's just what happens. So, but yeah, that would be my my top mobile game right now. How about you, Vandergriff? So I'm calling it a stretch, I suppose, with calling it my favorite mobile game, but it's um, the ESPN Fantasy app is probably my biggest game that uh, takes up my time. Um, yes, I am doing fantasy baseball. It keeps me sharp in between football seasons. Um, but uh, that's the biggest app that I've got going on my phone right now. Um, previous two um, that have really um, t- 
taken up my time like that was Pokemon Go, um, but I kind of stuck to my guns once they released the second generation Pokemon that was not nostalgic from my childhood. It was very quickly deleted from my phone after that. Um, and then uh, you and Dave got me into Simpsons Tapped Out, which took probably far too much of my life away uh, there. Um, the There was one game I tried to find find it in my history, but I did like it was kind of a a text-based game, and it kind of reminded me of The Martian. I'm not sure if I showed you this one, but every so often it would text you, like, it's like this li- guy was... Which it's like, what? It's like Lifeline or something? Life... Um... I think that's that's close to it, if not it. There's, there's a second, like, they had some expansions. Yeah, that game was really fun. Uh, I just cut you off from explaining what it was, so you could probably continue doing that so they know what we're talking about, though. Th- that's all right. Um, you got me to the name. Um, basically it would just like text you, it would be like getting a text message, but you're interacting with this guy who's, um, I think he was on Mars or like stranded somewhere and you would sort of reply back and sort of tell him what to do. And then he would go either perform the task or just sort of go there. So it was kind of like a story, storyline based game or sort of, I don't know, again, maybe when you can fill in what it's actually like, kind of like a... I don't want to say like a D&D type game, but no, it's a it's a text adventure. So basically it is called Lifeline. I found it. Um, So it's like, you know, he was stranded on Mars and you're the only one he can communicate with. So he'd ask you what you should do. and You'd give him help and then he'd go do something and you it would you would wait a while and it would text you back like it would, you know, it would take hours and you wouldn't know what was happening. And sometimes he would lead to his left sort of like a choose your own adventure, except for you're telling a guy what to do. Yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed that one, and it fit my mo of trying to find something that was like, it's not very time consuming, but it was still very entertaining. And uh, now that I know that, I might try and download the additional storylines or something that comes with it because that was fun and didn't take up too much space on the phone either. A bonus. Yeah, it, yeah. It looks like there's like five games. So there's two bundles I'm looking at on here: Lifeline Two bloodline and then yeah then there's some groups of them that you can get so um yeah check that out i guess on on ios at least i guess i don't know if it's on android i would have to assume that there's this many games there's probably at least one of them on android not that we have anyone that can check that because none of us have android um yeah that is a good one android users tweet us your answer at (laughs) it's if we have any android listeners too i guess (laughs) Tangential space is our Twitter, though, if that's what you're waiting for. I wasn't sure our official handle, and I didn't want to get all the Android users coming to my specific handle. Which you'll give out later, so if they want to, they can. Um, I'm assuming, though, that that wraps up your favorite mobile game, Dave? That it does. All right, so that leaves me. Um, Does Breath of the Wild, that's like mobile. I could take that Switch everywhere. No? That technically works, yeah. <laughs> I did put that on the list, but and really, I do play it. But I think you more meant on games, on uh, phones or tablets. Um, I was thinking, but mobile does include, you know, portable consoles. It's bridging the gap of technologies. <laughs> I and mean, before that, I was bringing my DS around and playing A Link Between Worlds, so I guess that was still a Zelda game, too. Um, but on my phone, there's definitely been... I go through a spurt where, like, I'll get addicted to a game, and then I'll just stop playing it one day and never go back so 
sometimes I go back, but a few that really stuck with me are I play threes still every now and then, which is a great game where you just slide the numbers into each other and they add up. And I used to play that a lot more than I do, but sometimes I like to go back to it. And uh, Alto's Adventure on iOS is another great game. It's a lot better, I think, on the iPad. I don't really like playing it on my phone, but I used to. It's actually on the Apple TV too, but not as good as it is on the iPad. Um, but that's a fun one. It's kind of like your endless runner. You're going down a hill and you got to jump over rocks, and it, it's pretty straightforward. You got to catch llamas. I mean, just like an everyday thing. Um, <laughs> although a game what that is your everyday like. Excuse me. <laughs> I live in the country. Isn't that what people do? Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Carry on. Um, but uh, I will also say that I definitely have a time suck game, just like when Dave was talking about uh, whatever Star Wars Galaxy Heroes, which you would think would be the one I play, but I've never played that game. Um, and Matt plays his Marvel Puzzle Quest. But... Uh, it's I really blame Owen because he started this game called Township, which is a lot like Farmville. And then he wanted me to check it for him when he was at school. So then I started helping him. And then now I have it. So like we linked our account so that's on my iPad too. And so now we work together. And it's like, it's stupid because I think this is such a waste of time. Why do I even play this game constantly while I'm playing it? And then I just keep playing it because I'm like, well, we'll just get to him the next level. And then he could play it again or you know, I'll just finish these because there's trains and planes that come. I'll just fill up these planes and I'll send them off and then I'll be done. But I never quit. This is sort of like that. You guys know all that goes though, right? Oh, yes. Well, that's, I mean, that's just kind of how it is with the mobile games is they do work as big old time sucks because, you know, they're they're meant to be played differently than your console games for the most part. And that works well for them. With that said, I recently came into some space in my phone. So is there one of those that you would recommend? Um, I'm a huge fan also of the Room series. Uh, I believe there's three of them now, which is just like a weird puzzle game. You have these puzzle boxes that you have to manipulate and solve. And then there's this weird like almost gothic-y horror-type background story that you're figuring out. Um, but I, I've, I've spent quite a bit of time on those and enjoyed them as well. I think you should try Threes if you haven't. Yes, Threes is excellent, too. I believe there's also, isn't there like a Fours or something? There's another one. Oh, there's some rip-off ones, Three. but Threes is the best yeah. one. That's a real one. It might cost a few yeah. dollars, but it's worth it. Oh no, there's a threes free. I could sit through the ads. As long as it's legit and not that I, I would think that one is let me I'll look check the app store for you. Yes. I think I've played twenty forty eight. Oh yeah, that one's fake. Oh yeah, that threes free one is legit. You could check that out. Made by the same people. Um, but yeah, so there we've got a lot of uh, video game information there in our podcast today. Uh, enjoyed some random tangents. Um, you'll notice that Dave Iverson has gotten a little quiet in our podcast. That is because he's unfortunately experiencing some technical difficulties right now. So, um, I say it's some Mario, Par- Mario Party karma that uh, <laughs> has finally caught up with him. 
It's taken years. Finally. Well worth it. Suck it, Iverson. Dish served cold. <laughs> uh, to find out the truth, you could probably follow him uh, at the Iverson. Is it the Dave Iverson, right? The Dave Iverson. Yeah, I believe so on Twitter. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Um, if you haven't checked out our website yet, um, please do www.tangentalspace.com. Um, we're getting some different articles up on there that go through or covering movies and books and TV shows. Um, that's also hopefully where you're finding or one of the spots where you could be finding our podcast that you are hopefully listening to right now. Well, I think they physically can't not be listening to it. If you're not listening to it, it. I, uh, well, no, but you could be getting how you are listening to it. But if, if like you, for science reasons, I meant like you could be listening to it through, um, you know, Apple Podcasts or Bluetooth speaker. What's the one you like so much? Overcast, Mike? Overcast, yeah. Which is free now on yeah. iOS. It used to cost money. So if you're not using it, it's free. You're only hurting yourself. Point but taken. But that's more of what I meant. Like you could have gone to the website and listened to it right there, or you could be listening to it through one of the podcast services. Yeah. And if this is your first episode, you can go back. There were only three in, so it's easy to catch up right now. Yeah. Um, and also make sure to give us a, a like on Facebook. We appreciate that. Let's us know people like us. We're very self-conscious. Um, but yeah, we also just want to thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, we'll be back in two weeks with another podcast. I believe we are going to be changing things up for the next one. We're not going to be doing a favorites um, again. And instead, we're going to focus in on a very specific topic and you'll just have to come back to find out what that is. Um, but again, thank you. Um, I'm Matt Fowler. I'm Mike Girl. And I'm Dave Vandergriff. And Dave Iverson says bye, too. Uh, thanks a lot, and have a great day.